What is up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of One Dream Fishing. Uh, if you're new to a podcast, my name is Reese. This is Mark and that's Jacob. And uh, we do podcasts after every event that we do, uh, go fish and uh, we give tips on how uh, we caught fish and how we broke down the lake. So Jacob, would you like to start off how uh, you broke down the lake? Yeah, so basically our last event or the the first event of our spring semester was a Bassmaster down at Toledo Bend in many Louisiana. Uh, keep an eye out. There will be some podcasts coming out about our time there a little bit prior to the tournament. Uh, there'll be a few episodes behind this one, but y'all go check those out. But anyways, uh, starting off, we got there, how many days was it? Like 10? Yeah. Uh, was it eight? I think it was eight. It was eight days if we fished the third day. Eight days. Eight days total in many Louisiana. So uh, the first day we kind of went down there. Uh, we had about three hours of fishing. We were like, you know what, we're going to run some stuff. We were right about mid-lake. Went and ran this underwater bridge that was blown up. So it was essentially a roadbed with a ton of chunk rock in it. And right about eight, nine foot, the top of it came to like, I think, five. So it was kind of perfect depth for where we were at the water temp was like 60, 61 when we first got there. So we pulled up there, caught a four, caught a couple twos, and then we ran over and found another roadbed that topped off in, I think, like seven foot. And that was, uh, we caught a three off of that. So for like three hours of practice, we had a great first day. And then kind of the following days, we had some crazy rain. I mean, y'all can attest to that. We, uh, what was it, like our third day, we did not see the sun. Yes, it was ridiculous. We just had rain. The third and fourth day, it rained for like yeah. two days straight. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. But uh, during that time, we kind of figured out that these fish were kind of staging on these secondary points in roadbeds. So we had like probably eight or nine points that had a large amount of fish uh, in some spots, but we just never were able to find size. Uh, the only time we found size was in just these isolated schools. And if y'all don't know, Toledo Bend is literally like an underwater forest. So uh, there's a large amount of stumps. So basically in these stump fields, we were just finding big roaming schools that would have these bigger quality fish, the three and a half to four pounders. But I mean, roaming schools, they're, they are impossible to pattern. So really we just had, we were confident we could get like 10, 11 pounds. So what, did, what was y'all's practice like? So yeah, so uh, me and Reese pulled up the first day. We had three hours of practice the afternoon, and uh, Reese had found a roadbed up north, uh, kind of farther back in the creek, and uh, that was the first spot we went and hit. And it was in about 20 feet of water. We kind of saw a bunch of baits suspended on it, but didn't catch anything. So we decided to go, uh, we saw a bunch of rocks, kind of like at the mouth of this cove, uh, driving in there and uh, we decided to go in the day cranking the rocks and uh, I ended up catching a six pounder which was a beautiful fish just fat pre-spawn winter bass and uh, Reese caught like three two and a half three pounders which uh, was a really solid first afternoon of practice we thought wow this is gonna be a great week and uh, I'll let Reese uh, talk about the following days of practice yeah so basically uh, the next couple days we ran with that uh, we were chasing uh, the warmer water temperatures because uh, even though it was January, uh, the water was about 65 in the back yeah, of the creeks. and so crazy for this time of year in Texas. Yeah, so the, that water was ridiculously warm and uh, usually this time of year they're pushed out deep, but um, we had found them 
on these little drop-offs uh, working their way up shallow so they were getting really close to doing the dirty up shallow and so we were uh, we were looking for fish that were getting ready for that and we were uh, so basically we started running these secondary points and uh, we found an area that was three points in a row and then they had a creek channel swinging on those points and those fish were sitting on the brush hanging off into that creek channel and we found schools of fish in there and uh, so you'll see in our travel vlog we have a little montage that'll be up in there of a bunch of little spotted bass and largemouth that we had caught uh, left and right for about an hour and a half so it was just ridiculous how many fish we were catching and uh, it was nice because uh, we had three spots that we knew we could go catch fish up shallow so that was nice and then uh, we caught Mark caught another six pounder off the brush pile that so we were fishing uh, this dock line and we to see if there was anything up there and Mark just left his graph on side scan out back to the boat lane and it's this shallow 15 foot flat there's no contours really and we're just idling out and he looks down and uh, there's this massive brush pile it's super thick and it's really exactly what you want to see in, as a brush pile and uh, so it was towards the end of the day and so we ended up uh, going back home and eating but we came back out the next day and Mark's second cast he got a six pounder on it and so we're like all right uh, we're done yeah here. so we just decided to leave the brush pile alone and uh, just go try to look for basically the same thing because what was different about that brush pile was uh, if y'all haven't been on Toledo Bend pretty much the whole thing is flooded timber and in this area there really wasn't much flooded timber around and it was kind of just a brush pile in the middle of nowhere which at the mouth of a uh, creek which is a great uh, just kind of holding spot for these fish there as they're moving back into the creek so we just assumed that there was going to be more fish in there considering it was probably I don't know 20 yards long by like 10 yards wide so it was a massive brush pile yeah and so basically we kept uh, we're like alright so this is here yeah uh, there's could be some else here and so we just stood in that area and graphed a little bit more and uh, we saw something weird on the graph and it's uh, just this giant pipeline showed up and yeah uh, it had like these eight foot tall little sections that were holding up the pipe and uh, we're like alright let's the Carolina rig on there and uh, my first cast I drug it up and just let it hang off that side of that uh, pipe and uh, there's fish I got a three pounder off it and we we're like alright we can catch fish here too we left that spot and basically we just tried to replicate stuff like that look all over the lake for that kind of stuff and uh, we caught a couple fish and we were just pretty sure that we could go out and catch 15 pounds and a day and that's where uh, we thought we needed to be to make that cut to get to that nat national championship. <laughs> so yeah, after we had found those two spots, that was like pretty much the last two days of practice. So uh, going into the tournament day, day one, we were feeling like really Let's confident. Talk about that final day of practice. Oh, I'll, I'll lead into it. Okay, yeah. So the last day of practice was actually the worst weather, quite possibly, I think I've ever fished in. Uh, we woke up, uh, I only had, now if y'all are into tournament fishing, you know about the heating patches, the hand warmers, all that. We are all crazy into that stuff because we hate fishing in the cold. But uh, we were like basically out of like hand warmers. So I had like two hand warmers, uh, I only had one of like the body heat patches. We went out, it was like what, 31 degrees? 
Yeah, with like a wind chill of like 25, 24. 25, and then raining. Yes. Like a downpour. Like basically a It was a actually hurricane. icing at one point. It yeah. wasn't quite snowing, but it was icing. It was, it was terrible. So uh, we went out, and it was the final day of practice. So you only get, I think, like a half day. You have to be off the water at 1.30. So uh, we just went out, and you're like, we... We know what we're going to do, but we're just going to try to see if we could find any fish of quality. So we just dedicated that day to scanning. And I remember just like sitting in the boat and you're just in water freezing. And I'm like, I haven't felt my hands since I left the truck this morning. I'm like, this is just terrible. And then uh, we found like this one little brush pile by a dock. My partner's like, let's fish this for like 15 minutes. I was fishing it with a drop shot and I got to the point where I was so cold I just had like my drop shot rod in between my legs just hands in my pockets <laughs> I'm like you know what hopefully a fish will come up and bite the drop shot because I'm not doing anything with it but the funny part about the day is uh we decided to go in at like noon we were like this is just not worth it we already have a pattern we're not just gonna beat ourselves up today so uh, we actually launched at the same ramp, and we're going in. And me and my partner Ryan are wearing uh, helmets. You'll see that in the travel vlog. They're just, they're crazy good to wear. I mean, it's so much better. But we are heading into the ramp, and uh, you, yeah. Mark, you can take the story uh, from here. Little did they know, me and Reese were uh, in the same boat. No uh, pun intended there, but <laughs> we uh, we decided <clears throat> to get off the water at around. It was like around 11 too. We were we were freezing cold, and we were feeling pretty confident. We had good spots going into the tournament day, and so we pull up to the boat ramp, and right when we turn the corner to idle in, we see Jacob and Ryan are doing the same thing. So I get up my boat like right behind them, probably like five feet from behind them. We're just idling and I just blare on my horn. And the horns on the nitros are pretty loud. It's like an air horn. So <laughs> Jacob and Ryan about had a heart attack. They both whipped their <laughs> helmets around and you can just imagine them wearing their, their uh, motorcycle helmets just freaking out. Yeah, I mean, I heard that horn. I, my first thought was there's no barges <laughs> on Toledo Bend. And I'm like, what is making that noise? I turn around and it's, Mark and Reese yeah. trying to mess with us, but it was just a really, really cold day. But uh, we went, ate, went to the meet and all that good stuff, and then we were getting ready for day one of the Bassmaster event. So basically how they work is the top 25 in the tournament get to go to the national championship, and that is after day one and day two. So day two, they take the top 25, and then if you are inside the top 12, you make the cut to Saturday, which is basically like their championship day so uh, do y'all want to take it the first day what happened <laughs> yeah um, the first day did not go as planned very very rough day for us the so, uh, weather had changed a big time from practice and uh, we were a little flustered honestly yeah, very flustered and, uh, we didn't think properly on what we should do and uh, we went out there we were like all right we caught it like we were really confident in what we had I was like we can easily go to these limit spots um, and catch 12 pounds of fat spots and mix largies in there and then yeah we were hoping we could move out to Mark's brush pile and at least catch one good one and that'll give us a decent bag moving and I uh, will qualify but so we go to these uh, shallow spots on these uh, creek that creek channel drop and we we're dragging a Carolina rig and um, the it was overcast that day and for some reason the, our fish had uh, the schools that were grouped up on those points had spread out uh, all everywhere and so we couldn't figure them out and uh, Mark ended up catching a, a little drum on a drop shot and that yeah. really just set our day for yeah. us we we're like Ooh, it's uh it's gonna be a tough one and 
it was really frustrating because we had hit those spots and we had just loaded up on them through practice and then uh, day of the tournament was nothing there and then so uh, we, we did never make an adjustment which was terrible on our part and something we're learning as young anglers if y'all don't know we're all freshmen here at uh, Dallas Baptist University and uh, it's just it was our first major bass tournament and uh, when things like that, especially at this time of year, the weather is changing constantly. These fish, the metabolism is so fragile on them, and with the bait constantly moving up and down to shallow and deep water, and the water temperature changing, you just on days like that you got to learn how to adjust. And uh, something me and Reese didn't do. We just figured that since we caught fish at this spot a couple of days ago, that they fish that the fish were still going to be there. But uh, something really key that we learned from this tournament was adjusting and just like treating every day as a new day so Definitely. basically we didn't catch any uh, keepers the first day which was tough on us it was hard because we had practiced so hard and uh, you know it was still it was still uh, fun though because it was our first bass event I mean I looked at Reese halfway through the day and I was like look man like I, I don't know about you but I wouldn't want to be doing anything else right now like this is what we love to do our school has given us so much so just thank you to them and bass is awesome i love them they're so organized and uh, it was basically like the coolest tournament we fished even though we didn't do good on the first day right and for all y'all high school anglers out there uh, listening or watching to this uh, i think the biggest thing that mark's trying to say here is like I believe fishing is almost as much of a mental game as it is that of skill or trying to figure out yes. where these fish are. Once you beat yourself mentally, you're not going to make something happen. I think that's probably one of the biggest things they can take away from this is just being able to move on your feet and not get too down. I mean, any any cast can be a 10-pounder and any 5-cast yeah. can be 20 pounds. I mean, it's just the way the tables turn and you just got to be able to roll with the punches is I think one of the biggest things if you're in a circumstance like that is just keeping your head straight absolutely so uh jacob will let you uh talk about your first day theirs went a little bit different than ours so. yeah so uh we started out we had basically i think the three of us had just about kind of the same patterns just in uh different locations on the lake with which was just like secondary points with good steep drop-offs and like we said when we first got to this lake it was uh, I think we were finding like at these points like 60, 61 degree water temp and uh, tournament day at those same points we were getting 52, 53 water, degree, water temp. So I mean it's definitely changing those fish in a way we don't exactly know what they're doing right now. I don't think honestly the fish even know what they're doing right now. But uh, we came up to our first point and uh, just fished that really, really hard. Uh, we were able to get four off of that, including a uh, my three and a half kicker that we had never even caught a fish bigger than two and a half off of this point in practice. So it was definitely a, uh, we were like, this could turn into something right here if we get a couple more of these. So uh, we ran to some of our keeper spots that we picked that were right by the ramp. We were like, if we can pick off, we got four fish at that time. If we can pick off just one or two more, catch one to fin finish it out and then Cole we can be in a good situation so we went in there I think we caught two or three more we were out sitting at like 11 pounds till like two o'clock and part of this tournament is a Bassmaster I mean these things are massive 250 boats and we were actually boat 241 so we were right in the back of the field we weren't doing until right around 445 which actually I think worked in our favor for this tournament 
but we knew we had quite a bit of time to work with so uh, we just kind of worked these spots really hard because we figured we would not be fishing them the next day so it got to about uh, I think like two three o'clock and uh, we were like we just need one to two more kicker bites and we could really make some we were sitting like right at 11 pounds so we went back to that bridge we had hit the first day we're like we're just gonna fish this hard like I think it was like the last 30 minutes and uh, pulled up there I'm, I think we fished it for like 20 minutes and no bite and we're like we're gonna kind of fish down the roadbed because we had fishing been fishing at just this one the deep part of the roadbed so we started fishing it down I was still throwing a drop shot and my partner actually picked up a uh, lipless and was just kind of ripping it over this roadbed and he kind of had this like a uh, popping popping it kind of over this roadbed and all of a sudden three and a half there's one and uh boated him this was like maybe 10 minutes till we had to leave and i was like oh my gosh we just need one more and we can make something happen and uh just worked on the back side of this roadbed we're like we're just gonna work this i mean maybe 25 yard stretch and then we're leaving and right then another three pounder we're like okay we're at like 15 pounds and we were like maybe 10 minutes away from check-in 10 miles to go i mean we had to juice it to get to back to weighing but we ended up weighing uh i think it was either 15 pounds or 15 pounds and an ounce but uh we were able to sit in 25th place so we we're looking pretty good for day two and uh y'all want to take day two yeah if y'all didn't know there was 200 right at 250 boats in this tournament so uh, jacob and ryan at 25th place after day one was just phenomenal and we were so excited for him. We were, even though we had a bad day, we were excited for him, and we just just uh, encouraged them, and we're excited to see how they did for the next day. So, Reese, I'll let Reese talk about day two for us. Yeah. So day two went a little bit better than day one. We actually got a couple bites uh, this day, and so the weather was completely different uh, from it changed from that overcast, uh, rainy day to a bluebird uh, sky day and uh, we just talked and uh, we had decided that we were going to start uh, in some run some new water we we're because we were about 15 pounds behind everyone else and figured that they were going to go and catch another 15 pounds and we we're like okay if we're going to get in this cut we need about a 30 pound sack so <laughs> we were like uh, we're going to go look for some new water and hopefully we can stumble across something good and so that's what we did in the first uh, first part of the morning and uh, we really didn't find much, and uh, about two, three hours into the day, we were like, you know what, we caught fish doing this in practice. Uh, we're going to sit down in this area that we had caught fish in and see if we can't locate those schools that had spread out and see if they had grouped up. And uh, We went in, and we tried a new spot actually towards the mouth of the cove. The water was a lot cleaner, and um, we found a little hump, and there was rock on it, and uh, so we pulled up on there and just bite after bite. But we could not get a hook in him for some reason, and yeah. it uh, turns out Mark set the hook on one. He let it eat eat the bait for about five ten seconds, and it came out a little spotted bass. So uh, we caught one spot off there, and we kind of hit these two different areas that were inside the same area where we found uh, the schools, and we located some fish in there. We caught four fish off of that, and I think we weighed in about seven and a half pounds. So. Uh, it wasn't a great day, but it was definitely a lot better than the first day, and so uh, we learned from the first day and kind of did made some adjustments, and that's all you can ask. Yes. So uh, starting for our day two, 
Uh, this one was brutal to put a warning out there. Yeah. Uh, we were thinking, you know, 25th place right at 15 pounds. First place was 19. I mean, there was not a lot of separation. We were definitely in the hunt to potentially, definitely in the 25 uh, National Championship Cup, but even a chance at that 12 cut. So uh, we were actually boat 10 in the morning because the boat numbers switched. So uh, we were first ones at the boat ramp at 4 a.m., which uh, that game early. But uh, we got out on the water, run into our first spot, and all of a sudden we have no power in the outboard and uh, came to a screeching halt about half a mile from our spot. And uh, the engine's just throwing codes. It's not letting it get above right at an idle. And we are just, like, just broke. This cannot happen at a worse time. I mean, we are potentially at a place to qualify for the Natty. So uh, we're able to uh, let Mark and Reese know. And uh, they would be our toe-in at the end of the day. But we were not able to get that outboard started. But luckily enough... Like I said, we were half a mile from our bridge spot, and we literally had to sit there for eight hours and fish that as best we could, just with a hope that maybe some fish would hop up on that roadbed and we could scratch maybe 12, 15 pounds. So uh, we stayed there uh, the entire day, and about two hours in, some even worse news came. The uh, troll motor would not turn with the foot pedal, so we had to actually like go up there and grab the head of the Ultrax to turn it. And I mean that just put a big damper on the day, and that was that was probably another, just like Mark and Reese's first day. It's just like everything is going bad. It's hard to keep your head on straight. But we were only able to get two fish for, I think it was right at 312. So we ended with like 18 something. It, you know, it was a damper. Uh, we really thought we could, if we had an outboard, we could have probably gotten the fish to make it happen. But you know, you win some, you lose some. Uh, it happens, all happens for a reason. Good Lord's got a plan somehow. So uh, we're going on to Smith Lake pretty quick here. Uh, Y'all are. Yeah, yeah. Me, <laughs> I will be going to Smith Lake. They will actually be going to the Florida FLW National Championship. Yes, so for those of y'all who do not know, me and Reese actually qualified in our fall semester, or first semester here at DBU. We qualified for the FLW National Championship in Florida which is later on in February and it will be held at Harris Chain of Lakes so we're super excited about that hopefully we will do a lot better at that tournament than we did we kind of kind of sucks we kind of kicked off the year with kind of a terrible tournament but uh, we're gonna get things back on track and rolling at the national championship so 100% yes sir yeah so uh, that is basically it for this podcast uh, if y'all want to see different things in these podcasts, uh, we've started breaking off from just kind of these lake breakdown videos, but uh, just let us know what y'all want to see. Leave it in the comments. Uh, yeah, and uh, make sure y'all go check out our travel blog and our other podcasts on YouTube. And um, uh, If y'all haven't already, go check out our Apple podcast. Oh, yes. It'll be posted in the description. Go give that a look. Uh, also, make sure to uh, subscribe. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts. Go give our YouTube a look. We have a bunch of challenge videos on there, tournament videos, travel vlogs. All of our video podcasts are on there. Uh, yeah, and we ha we're actually putting out a video 
that you, you can look up. It's going to be called Sherlunker Caught at Toledo Bend. So if you want to watch, I caught a eight pounder uh, during practice, and so that's going to be a really cool video. We went out uh, three days, uh, just us three, before the official practice, and we went out and uh, caught some fish. So uh, if you want to go check that out, uh, that'll be up. And uh, other than that, thanks for watching, guys. Yep. Uh, thanks for watching. God bless. And we will see you on the next episode of One Dream Fishing. <laughs>